Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. friends and welcome. Today I am going to share the topic, God's Word Revealed. This is episode 220 and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with com. Well, we often read the Bible and we're left unmoved, but through the words of scripture, God's Word is truly revealed. And why is that? Well, that's what we're going to explore in this episode. And I'm going to talk to you about the five things that I recommend to get you in that right frame of mind before praying and delving into the scriptures. Before I get started, I am so appreciative of this wonderful company, and that is CTC Math. It's a math curriculum that's geared for teaching children grades K through 12 from the comfort of their own home. You can visit ctcmath.com, and they are our sponsors. They help keep shows like this one on the air. And please share this episode with a friend. And also, I'd appreciate a star rating on any of your favorite podcast apps. All right, so God's Word Revealed. When was the last time you read the Bible or listened to the Bible read to you in church and found your mind wandering and the words had less of an impact than you hoped? God's word teaches and instructs us, and it can reveal truths to us that will help us in our daily lives. And we are taught that it is good for our eternal soul. What is revealed in God's word is more than we can usually unpack on our own, and that is where the commentaries are helpful. I remember reading scriptures and getting one meaning out of it, And then another time I would read the same passage 
and something else touched my heart. That's an example of the word of God being revealed to you. The Lord is using those words to bless you, to touch you, to impact you in a deeper way, with a deeper meaning. And sometimes it's just for that day or for that situation. I'm going to list five things that I call a quick guide to reading scripture. The first is pray to the Lord for forgiveness of past sins. And you may be thinking, well, why am I going to do that before I, you know, crack open the Bible? Why am I going to be praying that? Because we want to be in that state of mind where we are as best as we can possibly recall in the right you know, state of mind and soul to the Lord. You know, some sins may need to um, be forgiven with a spiritual advisor, you know, or going to confession if you're Catholic. But for most of our sins, they're what are called minor sins or venial sins, and they can be confessed directly to the Lord. Of course, it is important to go and confess. The second is to ask the Holy Spirit for a blessing upon you to open your mind to the words the Lord wants you to hear. Why not? Why can't we use that third person of the Trinity? Sometimes I feel like our focus is all on Jesus. And I feel, oh my gosh, God the Father is neglected. Or then I feel, oh my gosh, you know, God the Holy Spirit is neglected. But it is one God, three persons. But why shouldn't we ask the Holy Spirit to help us? Because he will. The third is to close your eyes and pray for thanksgiving for all God has done for you. Again, why not? All these things don't take, they may take minutes. But it's a good habit to get into. Thank you, Lord, and praise you. Remember we talked about in another podcast, what is your state of mind Well, you can tell when you wake up in the morning. Are you waking up with anxiety? Are you waking up with something that you fell asleep thinking about? Or are you praising God? Sometimes my husband likes to watch adventure shows. And so we've got, you know, some adventure movie on. And when I go to sleep, sometimes I'm dreaming that I'm in the movie. I have a very vivid imagination. And so I try not to watch those types of things late at night because when I wake up, I don't want to think that I'm, you know, some superhero. I want to consider God and thank him. Number four, put on the mind of Christ and pray for understanding. Are we going to be able to understand every single word of scripture we read? No. But as the Holy Spirit opens our minds and reveals these things, because we've asked for forgiveness and we've asked for the Holy Spirit to help us and we've prayed in thanksgiving to God that we will be able to understand and he will help us. And the fifth is to open your Bible and read. You know, you can do um, the Bible in a year if you're just studying the Bible. But for this type of thing, for God to really reveal his word to you, it's best to just, you know, pray and, you know, maybe start with somewhere um, in the Gospels. 
as I was preparing this podcast, I thought about some of the highlights of God, God's word being revealed in earth-shattering ways, and there's so many, right? But I wanted to focus on the revelations about the sovereignty of God. The first that I'm going to talk about is in Exodus, where God revealed his name to Moses in the burning bush. We learn that it was a miraculous event because the bush was not consumed in fire. And we often hear about the Holy Spirit being like fire and at Pentecost, the tongues of fire that were above the apostles and Mary. And in fire, we find power, right? Fire is all-consuming. And the power of God sustained this bush, and he revealed himself with the promise of liberating the oppressed people. Exodus 3, 1 through 8. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why? The bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here am I. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the land of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The bush was sustained by the power of God, and in this passage, God revealed his name. I am. What a miracle, and one that we wish could happen today, right? A miracle to set the people free. Those of us who are believers are also crying out to the Lord for help. Not as, I want my God to do what I want is best for me, but that God can take care of the evil in this world. That too takes a miracle of faith to trust in God, his insight, and knowing what is best for us. Also, when I read that passage, what really hit me was that Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God, which reminds me of what happened in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve had sinned, they too could not look upon the face of God. In these passages, the Lord revealed his plan of a Savior through his prophetic word and even through Mary. We may not consider the mother of Christ as sharing a prophetic word, but she did. And we know this because we read her prophetic word in what is known as the Magnificat. 
In some translations, I read Mary's song, but I feel that that falls short of the magnitude of her words. And Mary said, and I love this part, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of this servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the Almighty has done For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down the rulers from their thrones. He has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has set the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. How beautiful is that? Mary said, which was prophetic, that generations would call me blessed. And that is one of the reasons that we call her the Blessed Mother. She was blessed, and she was blessed by being the mother of Christ. And it was because of her yes. Reading those words, I think about them, and my gosh, when I read them, I feel like my soul is magnifying the Lord, and we should pray for that blessing and grace. To trust as Mary trusted, what a gift. Sure, she was visited by the angel of God, the angel Gabriel, but we all know that her yes was something that was not given lightly because she knew the punishment for an unwed woman in those days was death. And what did she do? Did she cower at home? I'm sure she was still afraid, but she went to tend her cousin Elizabeth. And we further read that the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy. That baby was the future John the Baptist. You know, we talk about planting seeds in the previous podcast, and what better way to show your faith by acts of service? I think that is why so many of us feel so strongly about abortion and have protested against it. We never know who that future child is going to be. We are all given a gift, and we are all a gift from God. That gift we've been given is life. And we are created in God's image. Someone told me rather angrily one time, well, you're so open to life and having children, but what about those children that are born that are forsaken? That person's right. It is our duty, friends, as Christians to help people out. One of my friends is involved in um, a uh, prayer ministry as well as Um, She heads up the pro-life in our our diocese. And one of the things she did yesterday was she accompanied um, an unwed mother and took her shopping for some of the things she needed. And the money was provided by the church, but she took the time to do that. And there are homes that are set up for unwed mothers that are funded. And these are beautiful places to give your money to. Again, we have to suspend our thoughts and put on the mind of Christ, as the scriptures teach. Another prophetic word was 
given to, uh, to us by Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, because he didn't believe the word he received from the Lord when he was in the temple offering the sacrifice. And there he was struck mute because an angel appeared to him. And, you know, and some said, you know, he saw God and told him that his wife Elizabeth would have a child. And he didn't believe that because he thought she was too old. Yet once his wife did become pregnant with a child and did have a child, he knew that this was truth. And then when the baby was born, Elizabeth said his name will be John. And everyone was arguing with her and saying, John, well, where did that name come from? And that's not a family name. And Zachariah was trying to get everyone's attention. And he finally was able to speak and say his name will be John. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied. This is from Luke 1, 68 through 80. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. And you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. And we all know that that was John the Baptist. And he was a herald for the Lord. He proclaimed the coming of the Messiah. Those prophetic words and many, many more that the Bible contains are not just for your neighbor, your friend, or the people down the street. No, these words are for you and for me. There are prophets of today. Some of them have sound teaching, and others, I believe, want to sow fear in our hearts. People have sent me videos that they've listened to that have prophetic words. And truthfully, when I hear these things, I don't feel peace. I don't feel a sense of anointing. And that might just be me. But I feel that anything that is sowing anger and discord and fear in our lives is not what God wants. We can hear from these beautiful words of Zechariah and these beautiful words of Mary that they humbly submitted their will to God, but yet they rejoiced. We do not need to have a spirit of fear, but we must be of sound mind, and that comes from putting on the armor of Christ, which is in Ephesians. Read that daily. If you suffer from anxiety or you're worried, put on that armor of Christ 
so that you can be vigilant and protect yourself against the arrows of the evil one. So friends, your challenge this week is to pray, to discern God's word in scripture, and to pray that we only hear truth and discern what is not from the Lord. May you be blessed today and always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.